the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, June the 22nd, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On June 22nd, 1940, during World War II, Adolf Hitler gained a stunning victory in France. He forced uh, France to sign an armistice eight days after German forces overran Paris. Today, in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte abdicated for a second time as Emperor of the French. Today, in 1870, the United States Department of Justice was created. Joe Biden has co-opted that now. That's part of his personal arsenal to take down people that he sees as political enemies and possible possible. Uh, political enemies that could win an election and send him back to Delaware. Today, in 1941, Nazi Germany uh, launched Operation Barbarossa, a massive invasion of the Soviet Union. Today, in 1944, President Franklin D. Roosevelt signed the Servicemen's Readjustment Act of 1944. We know it as the GI Bill of Rights. Today, in 1945, the World War II battle at Okinawa ended. Allied victory, big victory. And five years ago today, White House Press Secretary Sarah Huckabee Sanders was asked to leave a Virginia restaurant. She was there with her husband, and I think it was his parents. I remember, in fact, I mentioned this on this program at the time. But she was with some guests. It was her husband and a couple of other people, I think. She was asked to leave this uh, restaurant in Virginia. The co-owner said the move came at the request of gay employees. They said they didn't feel safe with her with her in in the room, and they objected to her defense of President Donald Trump's effort to bar transgender people from the military. I think you know that Sarah Huckabee Sanders is now the governor of Arkansas. There's a price to pay for having convictions and standing by them. There's a story out there this morning that I wanted to share with you. Excuse me. Images of satanic statues being sold at Hobby Lobby recently drew confusion from fans of the brand. Hobby Lobby is an unwavering Christian company. It's a very large company, privately owned. The Green family that own it They're unwavering in their commitment to Christ, to the Word of God. Now we see these images of satanic statues being sold in Hobby Lobby. It's out there. It's all over the Internet. But we're now finding out that it isn't real. They're not selling satanic statues. Someone, her name is Jennifer Vineyard, a member of the Satanic Temple, designed the images 
with a generative artificial intelligence program called Mid-Journey. The images in question were of statues of the demonic god Baphomet displayed on the shelves of a Hobby Lobby store. No, they're not doing that at all. They would never do that. But the images are out there now. She put, uh, when she put this on the internet, she said, I think we need to talk about what's going on at Hobby Lobby. Won't somebody please think of the children? Vineyard wrote that on the caption of the picture she put on the internet. The post was shared over 6,000 times in just a matter of a few minutes, had over 100 comments, then the comments were turned off. The fake images caused Hobby Lobby supporters and customers to express their concern and confusion. Hobby Lobby is going to get canceled if people believe these are real, one commenter said on the images. Another person believing the images were real shared them on TikTok and expressed her confusion over the demonic statues at Hobby Lobby. It's amazing. Apparently, Hobby Lobby has a ton of Baphomet and demon-like statues on the shelves right now, which is really confusing because Hobby Lobby is a super Christian-based company, one person posted on TikTok. So, to my avid Hobby Lobby goers, have you seen these in your store? The video has been viewed over 237,000 times. I couldn't believe how many likes and shares the photos got, Vineyard told the this motherboard tech this by Vice. She said, I've read so many comments that cracked me up, mostly from the people who thought they were real and were super angry. I even got some mean messenger messages from them. Vineyard said the images took her about 10 minutes to create. She added that she would have spent more time on, it, on them if she had known they were going to go viral. She said, I'm actually a little embarrassed that they weren't better. If I knew they were going to blow up the way they did on the Internet, I would have spent more time on them. She said she's laughing and mocking Christians and a Christian store, Hobby Lobby. When asked why she made the images, Vineyard replied, I just thought it would be funny to use a satanic decor since Hobby Lobby pretends to be a Christian store. We live in a day of great deception. No question about that. It's very troubling. It bothers us. It gets to us sometimes, and the news is always troubling. But more and more, we're moving into this realm where there's there's an attempt to create this alternative reality. And, of course, artificial intelligence is helping us with that. Oh, I know there's some positive applications of it. It can be used in business and so on, and they are using it in business for non-destructive purposes. It just helps people get more work done in a shorter amount of time. But there is the downside, and the downside is concerning. And I think many of us are concerned, including the people that have created artificial intelligence and its web of, of technology that can make it happen. Even they are concerned about it. They're saying, we've got to slow this down. And I've talked about this a couple of times recently, but this is an emerging issue. And it's in the hands of the wrong people. Mark Zuckerberg playing the role of God 
Bill Gates playing the role of God? Elon Musk? I don't think so. But that's where we're going. And even they are saying, we need to slow this down. It could destroy the human race, one of them said the other day. So these are troubling times, and these are deceptive times, and we've got to be sensitive to what's going on, and we've got to have a clear a clear understanding of God's word before we can understand what's happening in our culture today. But I, I counted a privilege to spend this half hour with you each day, each weekday, live, originating live every day, to talk about what's going on in our culture and to do so to the best of our ability from a biblical perspective. And as we look at these things that are so new and so foreign to so many of us, if you're over 14, kids that are under 14, they've already consumed enough of it. They know how it works and what it's all about. But we're trying to, some of us who are a little older, over 40 or so, we're trying to catch up with a lot of this. It can be very troubling. But we need to have a clear mind and a clear understanding, and we need to be informed. And I count it a privilege to spend this time with you and to talk about these things that are happening and keep you updated and alert and aware of what's going on. I don't claim to be the only voice. We're not. But we are a voice, and we do the best we can each day to bring you what's happening in the news that day and talk about it from a biblical perspective. And I would encourage you to, if you do not support this ministry, we need your support. These are troubling, confusing times. It's not it's not as easy as it once was. I've spent my entire life in public ministry. And it's more difficult today than ever before to speak the truth in the culture. Uh, there's so much resistance. There's so much... Uh, adversarial voices out there to anyone who's speaking the truth, God's truth, into the culture. And each month, we need you to stand with us. I need you to stand with me, because I believe God has spoken to my heart to do this, wouldn't do it otherwise. And I believe that you, many of you understand that, and you stand with us, and yet there is an attrition. There people pass away. They go to be with the Lord and so on. So we need you to stand with us if you are not. And if you believe in what we're doing or you think it's worthwhile and has value, please prayerfully consider becoming a supporter, standing with us. And to all of you who do, thank you so much. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. When the troubles begin to pile up and you put your head on the pillow and you can't go to sleep because you got too much on your mind, have you ever been in that situation? Of course you have. We all have. That's why the psalmist wrote in Psalm 4, verse 8, I will lay I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou Lord only makest me dwell in safety. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 24, the Bible says, When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. If you didn't sleep sweetly last night, 
Just ask the Lord to help you. He's promised that he will. And I believe he will. He keeps his promise. On a lighter note, a recent study was published yesterday. I saw it in a couple of different places. A recent study reveals that the AI model, artificial intelligence again, has found conservative women to be more attractive and happier in photographs than leftist women. That's good news for the women. The AI model's findings specifically indicate that high attractiveness scores were associated with females identified as likely to be conservative. The New York Post wrote a story on it. They're reporting that the, according to a recent study, an AI model recognized conservative women as more attractive and happy in photographs. Modern artificial intelligence algorithms were used to study and analyze a large number of photos and rate various uh, qualities, such as attractiveness and happiness. And they found, um, in fact, pretty strong finding that conservative that would be unchristian, women are more attractive. So ladies, there you go. We now know you ladies who are conservative and Christian are more attractive than the ones who are not, according to artificial intelligence. CNN put out a poll late yesterday. 71% of Americans believe politics are behind the Trump indictment. You say, well, of course, who wouldn't? Well, you know, 30% of America, 29% of America don't believe that. I don't know how they can't believe it. I mean, it's so obvious. But the poll shows 71% of Americans believe that Biden is using the institutions of our nation to fight off his political enemy, primarily Donald Trump. The presidential son got off with a slap on the wrist this week, as we know. Most Americans can see clearly the two tiers of justice. They're reacting to it in all kinds of ways. The editorial board on the, at the Washington Free Beacon, that's a good, good newspaper. I agree with most of what they write. They said, first of all, my son has done nothing wrong, President Joe Biden told MSNBC last month. It was but one of a litany of such statements from Biden, who's behaved as if any question from the press about his son's criminal activity, and there haven't been many questions, is an affront, an indignity, an insult to the office of the presidency. And that is true. That's the way he handles that. He makes you, if a reporter asks the question about about Hunter Biden and his nefarious uh, money-making schemes, then all of a sudden you're speaking badly of the office of the presidency of the United States. That's the way they turn that. They call it a tale of two systems, the board of the, of the newspaper, the, the uh, Free Beacon. Is lawlessness a result of corruption or is corruption a result of lawlessness? I'll talk about that in a moment. The editorial board says, well, Biden lies. <laughs> they write the younger Biden owed more than a million dollars in taxes over several years and over for the years in which he struck the plea deal. Even then, his celebrity lawyer, pal, didn't fork over the money to the federal government on his behalf until the Department of Justice started investigating him. He also copped to owning a gun when he was on coke and other drugs, 
and lying about it when he bought the firearm in 2018. Normally, that would put someone in jail. That's a felony. But Hunter's getting off with a slap on the wrist, probation, and he has to enroll in a diversion program. The board says Democrats, very much including Biden, love to talk about the two systems of justice in this country, one for the rich and well-connected, the other for the for racial minorities and the poor. They always do this. I'm sure you've noticed the Democrats always talk about, well, we're so divided in America. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer, and we're for the poor. They're not for the poor. They haven't done anything for the poor. What they have done is they have put the poor in bondage, which is a form of slavery, intellectual slavery, by their great society programs. They have created a generation or two of dependence upon the government. And that's exactly what they want, and that's where they want these people, regardless of the color of their skin. But it is a form of slavery. Bondage always is. And when you become dependent upon someone other than God, particularly a government, you become a slave to that government or that entity. So they say, we'll wait for the for the left to cry foul over this and the fact that the presidential son got off with a slap on the wrist for crimes that would have landed others behind bars. Conservatives are pretty upset about this. They are. Breitbart News says conservatives blasted the sweetheart plea deal. They did. I read a number of articles that were talking about this. They're, they're all uh, Mark Levin and a whole bunch of guys are talking about this. <clears throat> And um, they're all saying basically the same thing as as we're saying this morning about this issue. They um, the prosecutors have given uh, Hunter Biden a, a gift uh, where he will plead guilty to two counts of willful failure to pay federal income tax and enter a pretrial diversion program for a firearm offense. The deal indicates that Hunter Biden will not even face any prison time, and and according to what he's done, he should if it was a fair handling of he and and what he's done. Former President Donald Trump likened the punishment when this came out day before yesterday. He likened it to a traffic ticket. He was posting on his own truth social uh, uh, platform. He said the deal comes exactly uh, a week after I was arraigned on 37 counts relating to classified documents. Well, that's true. They allege that he took the, the documents to Mar-a-Lago, his home, at the end of his presidency. And if he's convicted on all accounts and a judge imposes the maximum sentence for each count consecutively, he could face up to 400 years in prison. Donald Trump Jr. weighed in on this day before yesterday. He said, tweeting that the deal reeks of favoritism and brazenly reveals a system where there are two tiers of justice. If you're a Republican, Biden's Department of Justice will throw the book at you and try to put you in prison for 100 years. But if you happen to have the right last name, like Hunter does, they will protect you and treat you with kid gloves, Trump Jr. says. Tom Fitton, the president of Watchdog Group Judicial Watch, he tweeted that the sweetheart plea deal is an in-your-face show of contempt for the rule of law. He said... It avoids prosecutions tied to former bribery and to Joe, the president. That's true. They selected what they would charge Hunter with 
because none of these things directly involve his father, Joe Biden. There's a massive amount of things that he has probably done illegally. It looks like for sure that that was the case that do involve his father. But they've chosen not to charge Hunter with those things because that could bring down his father. They don't want that to happen. They want to protect his father. And they now are able to say, well, we prosecuted Hunter. We 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 gave him uh, his day in court and and we responded and we've punished him for his wrongdoing and blah, blah, blah. But they haven't. They've just gone through the motions. That's as fake as the satanic statues in Hobby Lobby was. It's the same thing. It's a mirage. They put it up and they explain to you what it is and the public goes, oh, well, I guess justice prevails. The wheels of justice turn slowly. These aren't the wheels of justice. This is the face of corruption and evil. That's what this is about. Instead of receiving the punishment of any other American would receive, he gets a slap on the wrist. America gets another slap in the face. Democracy? Justice for all? We have a two-tiered justice system. Senator Rock, uh, Rick Scott, he tweeted, a slap on the wrist for Hunter Biden while the big guy, <laughs> Joe Biden in some of the financial dealings is referred to as the big guy, as you know, he continues to hunt down his top political opponent. This doesn't show equal justice, it's a mockery. Our legal system, by a family that has no respect for our laws, yet they are the leader of the country, supposedly. How did we get ourselves to this point? Well, because we have fallen into a time in America of lawlessness. Lawlessness is a symptom of something else. It isn't the end result. It is a symptom. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, the Bible tells us that laws are necessary in a sinful world. I think most of us can agree with that. The Bible says, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9, knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the ungodly and for sinners, for unholy and profane, the murderers of fathers and murderers of mothers, for manslayers, in other words, if we were all perfect, if we were all perfectly righteous, we are in God's sight because Jesus Christ died on the cross, bled and died for our sins, my sins. And I have accepted Christ as my personal Savior and his atonement has made me as though I am righteous. God sees me as righteous. No one else does. But God does. We are all miserable sinners. And God has saved us through the death and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ. And if we accept Christ as our Savior, then we become righteous. But in practice, God sees us as though we'd never sinned. It's called the doctrine of justification. That's what it's about, just as though you've never sinned. But in in practice, in the real world, we find ourselves not being perfect and not being fully righteous, even though we want to be. Paul himself spoke about that. He said, the things that I want to do, I I don't do. And the things that I I don't want to do, I do. And 
woe is me. And, I mean, he was talking about this, but he went on to say, therefore now there is no there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Don't be condemned and don't live in condemnation because of your sin. Christ has covered your sin and keep trying to serve the Lord in better and more perfect ways in our life. And we become sanctified through that process. But we need the Lord. And men and women are lawless because of rebellion in their heart. The root of all lawlessness is rebellion. And lawlessness is a symptom of rebellion against God. That's where we are today. In 1 John chapter 3, verse 4, the Bible says, Whosoever committeth sin transgresseth against the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Lawlessness breaks God's law. In this way, lawlessness is a rejection of God. It, in fact, Satan, who models the ultimate rejection of God, will one day empower the Antichrist. He's called the lawless one. His rise to power will be, quote, will be in accordance with how Satan works. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 9. When a society ignores the law, lawlessness is the result and chaos follows. We're experiencing that in our culture today. A clear example of what that looks like in the culture is found in, in Judges chapter 21. Verse 25 says, everyone did what was right in their own eyes because in those days Israel had no king, no leadership. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does. How many times have you heard someone say, well, that's your truth, but that's not my truth. Everybody is God. Everybody creates truth today in this culture, in the mind of the of the left. In the time of the judges, after Joshua's death, the culture was marked by upheaval, oppression, and general disorder and confusion. In Acts chapter 19, the Bible tells the story of the riots in Ephesus. That's another example of lawlessness. Verse 32 of Acts chapter 19, the rioters were confused and unsure of even why they were rioting. We've seen that in our streets of our own cities, Seattle, Portland, and other cities. Sometimes a, a reporter will walk up to some 30-year-old kid, stick the microphone in front of them and say, why are, you, why are you demonstrating? Why are you burning cars and breaking glass and all of that? And they go, I don't know. I'm angry. Same thing in Acts chapter 19. They, some of them were confused. They didn't even know. You can read that. They didn't even know why they were rioting. They were just following the crowd and doing bad stuff. Verse 39, in their lawlessness, they were ignoring proper legal channels. They didn't have permission to even demonstrate. And in verse 40, they, of course, were breaking the law without restraint. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 14 tells us that God has a purpose for establishing human government. It's to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. We've drifted a long way from that. But lawlessness is condemned in Scripture, except when man's law contradicts God's law. Acts chapter 5, verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, quote, We ought to obey God rather than men. America is different. We can choose our forms of government. John Jay, our first chief justice of the Supreme Court, he said, the Americans are the first people whom heaven has favored with an opportunity of deliberating upon and choosing the forms of government under which they should live. 
That's why we are such a blessed nation and have been. And it's time to take a stand. It's time to be informed. It's time to be prayerful. And it's time to be active. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.